Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. <laughs> I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we, of course, are making this here episode a drinking game. Oh. There he goes. Mm. Anytime Ouch. we say something negative about a film, each other, anything, life, other humans, other animals, you're going to hear this sound. Other animals? Ooh. <laughs> and that sound means that we have to take a drink and we hope you at home drink along with us. So, pour yourself a glass, grab your fabric shears and cut some craft paper. And yeah. I'm sorry, I just really pissed off every costume designer in the world. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do, yeah, do not... On. Cut. You do not cut. Use your fabric shears to cut craft paper. <laughs> They're beautiful shears, though. We'll get to those shears. Yeah. Those shears had decades of life in them, for sure. <laughs> and apparently you greased them up the same way you grease up the Tin Man. I didn't know. All right, people. So we are talking about the... <laughs> We're talking about the outfit. None of you saw this movie over the weekend, but we did. None of you saw the Did you say none of you saw this movie? Yeah. So this movie is made one point five. This movie made one point five million dollars domestically in its opening weekend. It is written, co-written, and directed by Graham Moore, who won an Academy Award for writing the Imitation Game, Mm -hmm. and since then. Doesn't look like he's done much credit-wise, but, you know, you never know. He's been writing this and preparing for this, but he's done some other things. But cool, kudos to Graham Moore. It, of course, stars Mike, Mark Rylance, perhaps the greatest living English-speaking actor on the planet. But we're going to well, get I mean, into the it was, outfit It was also second. written by uh, Jonathan McLean as well. Who had, That's right. Uh, he has two writing credits, but he's mostly an actor, yeah. So um, I feel like we should throw them both in there. Let's throw them both in there. Well, Graham Moore is American. And Johnny McLean is also American. No, I don't know, dude. I mean, I don't know. Does it matter? It was it... no. He was on uh, Mad Men for a minute. Yeah, he, so yeah, we're talk- he was on Mad Men for a little bit. No. All right, uh, we're gonna get into the outfit, people. I think it was a really, really interesting single location, one night. Probably would have done great as a play, but they made it into a movie, and that's their right. And so. We're this gonna talk would have about done right as a play, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, this is an unbelievable play. It's and a small it, cast no, the in thing one is location. It, it still might. <laughs> I mean, based on if they want to make their money back, they might have to turn it into a play. Uh, mm. Dave, you said <laughs> we're, we're going to talk more about the outfit. We'll try to keep it spoiler free because it's a little bit of like a mob whodunit. If you've seen the trailer, which again, you probably haven't, but this is a really cool movie. So I hope that if you haven't seen it yet, you will consider seeing it but if you're new to the podcast we're going to try to keep it spoiler free for about 10 minutes or so so that you can get our initial takeaways what we thought what we felt of the film so that way we can recommend it to you or which not is, which is about our average listen time so maybe we should stop spoiling this shit all right dave do you have any business before we get into it or what dude um i just want to say oh like spider-man <laughs> no way home why is this spider-man week. oh yeah Sp- yeah it, it, it dropped why this is spider-man week in our speech <laughs> on digital to bring because, Spider-Man oh, into these episodes. No, no. There's, there's, a, there's a point to this. The point to this. Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> it, it dropped this week um, because they dropped it a week early because someone leaked a DVD rip online. And I, uh, on a, a certain social media platform known as Twitter, which I'm forever going to refer to now as Bitter, um, <laughs> they have been bagging the shit out of at least one visual, at least one visual effects shot in the movie, and saying it ruined the whole film. 
in, in like a for crappy uh, the early release wrong. version or no no in the the final film version and it, it like it's something that they've basically there's a scene where he's swinging through the city and he drops down into a manhole behind one of the other characters in the film and it is a if you pause it right at that moment it's a really dodgy composite if you pause it now I'm sorry. Have these guys ever fucking worked in visual effects? We rely on you not pressing pause. Don't <laughs> press pause on the fucking visual effects. It reminds okay? me of when you, uh, get, you get what you get if you push pause on a fucking visual effects shot. It reminds me when George Lucas right. made the first uh, A New Hope, the first Star Wars film. They had so little money to build the sets that most of it was built out of this very strange thin plastic uh, in, inside any spaceship. And he kind of had a rule: don't hang on any shot for more than three, maximum five seconds, because as long as you stood still, you would be able to tell it looked like crap. But now, of course, everybody, you know, you can press pause. He was—they were just making movies in a different time. Yeah, I cannot I imagine I mean, the stress you, of being a VR effects artist today, because <laughs> no of these fucking trolls are going to press pause, yeah. dude. You if know you they push are. pause and sit there for about two minutes, you can figure out that yes, the guy is in a different location to the background. Great. Great. Yeah, You've he, done did, well. he didn't that's, actually jump if, into if the that, manhole. <laughs> if that's ruined the whole film for you, you're a fucking idiot. But you know, all these motherfuckers have like Spider-Man pajamas. Mm. They're all like grown men with like they fucking, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Bill, pajamas. Bill Spider-Man. Bill Spider-Man. <laughs> they have, you know, they're obsessed with they're obsessed with that movie. I mean, what and are they're you just talking making about? Yeah. Fucking what are you Spider-Man. talking about, film better? <laughs> like, honestly, like it's it's visual effects. Like, do you have any idea how much work went into all of those shots? No. Well, that, and, I mean, the, the answer is so they know or do like, they care? I, I kind of want to go down the list of everyone who's commented and just kind of look up what films they've made. Well, let's not play uh, that game, of course. Would they you wouldn't have to. One yeah. of my favorite things, my favorite, I've said this to you guys before, one of my favorite things about doing the film stuff, what we do, is that I'm we work so for mad. years on these projects so that yeah. somebody can be like, nah, I didn't like it. <laughs> like just like very <laughs> casually like spend an yeah. hour and a half watching it and just be like eh, I, I don't care yeah it sucked like and just, yeah. it doesn't matter they don't get and so I, love I, that. I, I think it's I, hilarious i i just like to really apologize to the to the directors and producers of stay hungry no i can't back that up fuck you guys. <laughs> no you can't fucking back. well hopefully this will tie us back in hopefully this will tie us back into the only special effects shot in this movie maybe there is some uh some ju- there's an ending that involves some special effects. Maybe we'll bring this back and see if that landed for you visually. Yeah. The outfit that what is? Movie are we're we back talking to the about? outfit. We're back to the are outfit. Talking are we talking about the outfit? outfit? We're we hit our Spider Man quota. The only thing else we have to hit, Spider-Man the only other quota. In the outfit. Spider Man. Um, we have to hit our Matt and Mark quota. So there you go, Matt and Mark. You've uh, you've been nodded. And we have to hit our, uh, <laughs> we have to mention Queensland, Australia, because the algorithm is sending us all Queensland listeners. Let's, Half our fucking listeners are Queensland. Let's mention, yeah. let's Queensland. mention Hawaii as well, because we have not turned up any listeners in Hawaii yet. We haven't made Hawaii. Come islands. On. We, love, Hawaii. we love Hawaii. I lived there for we a little bit. Hawaii. Come on, where are my, my islanders? Yeah, John, li- yeah. John lived in a, in a, in a, we're talking about movies that won't come out there for a year. Come on, guys. All right, people, we're talking about the outfit. This, of course, is the new Graham Moore film starring Mark Rylance, Zoe Deutsch. Of course. Of course it is. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that. Trailer's fun, guys. $1.5 million. 
Watch I, the trailer to this. It's a really fun movie. Old is still our most listened to episode. So for all we know, was, this is going to be number two. I was very wary about this one. I can tell you that. Like, Were you we, really? We were like, yeah, I, I looked at it and I was like... No, you thought Deep Waters was, was the one we should have watched? No, we should have watched was, a two was, and a half hour Ben Affleck moping about uh, his well, wife it, it, sleeping with this, other I men mean, movie? Let's face it. This week it was a toss-up between Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas and Mark Rylance in a film I knew nothing about. And I chose Mark Rylance. Dave, we got to talk about your reticence guys. I listened to your Coda episode recently. You you were so convinced you were going to hate that movie, dude. What what is it about these blurbs? They're making you scared. Let's read the blurb to the outfit and see what's so terrifying about, (laughs) about the outfit. Oh yeah. I forgot to do the plot. (laughs) I forgot. this. Uh, So the outfit on IMDb, the plot, an expert tailor must outwit a dangerous group of mobsters in order to survive a fateful night. Now, Dave, see, I, I could see I that. Wish, five million. I, wish, I, I wish they, I wish they sold it differently. I wish yeah. they, I wish they sold it like the trailer no, did, have. which is, they could which is an, sold an expert, any differently. An, an expert tailor has the mob show up at night and he has to protect his business while the mob is operating no, as a no they could not have sold it any differently like like okay so jeff what do you think of this i really liked it i really like this movie i had a great time at the theater i thought it was fantastic <laughs> and i'm gonna say this right now and and maybe other movie podcasts wouldn't do this but if this came out in the 70s <laughs> all we would be doing because nobody talked about why is John laughing so hard? What's going on? I think if, I'm going to agree with you. I think I know what you're about to say. If this came out in the 70s, nobody talked about the director, the cinematography, the story. All they cared about was the acting and the story. So the yeah, they do care about the story, the but not like the script. Yeah. Mark Rylance is so fucking good. The he's, detail. He's the work personified. The detail. The detail he gives <laughs> every single frame of this movie if he is not in it, you know exactly where he is in relation to that character, both physically and emotionally. And every time he makes a subtle little adjustment, everything changes. This whole thing should feel claustrophobic because it's in one location with two runes the entire time. But he, it, it's like he's a fucking boxer in a boxing ring. He works every single inch of that fucking set of the emotional content of this. He is an absolute master, but because it's, it's an it's like an understated performance and because you know we've seen a lot of mob movies and stuff that's probably not going to be the takeaway from this it's but seriously a, just okay, just un, just be su- be his subject understated be his subject because he he takes you on this ride that again if it came out in the 70s we would just we would have left the theater going like oh Pacino Pacino ah oh, Dustin Hoffman oh, yeah. and we're not doing that with this but we should like it's Mark Rylance is, is no, the fuck best you, he's I the was. best in the world it's that's it. So yeah. for no other reason than the fact that Mark Rylance is the best actor alive, go see this fucking movie and then let the story let, let him whip you away. I thought it was great. Yes, hey. gush me, man. Fucking gush me. Hey. He is a he's a national treasure. He moved to London when he was young, but he's ours. He is ours, <laughs> isn't he? That's a true story. It's like when we Wisconsin, played Russell Crowe up until the point he started throwing phones. He was kidding. Yeah, he's. Oh, I got you. Sorry, but he. <laughs> All the noises. He, he moved to London. Maybe he moved back. Whatever. He's fucking ours, man. Mark Rylance is ours, even though he lives in London for the majority. Him of and Stanley Kubrick. They are the the mistaken Englishmen that are actually Americans. All right, um, Dave, you're coming in hot today, John. What what uh, what do you think of this movie? <laughs> I think I agree, man. I, I know I agree. I uh, I think the caveat 
is I didn't know anything about this movie, so I didn't see Same. the trailer. I've heard people talk oh. about the trailer was differently, you know, presented with a little bit more stakes and stuff. I think my friend who mentioned that to me said, I wish that they wouldn't have presented it that way. And I think I would have been more prepared for what it actually was, but they still enjoyed it too. But if, 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 if you are looking for a stylized whodunit in a single location with just some really excellent acting and you just want to go back to, and live in that period in Chicago, I mean, this is, uh, this is, this is the ticket. I, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know we were going to stay in that, in that, Same. that place of business the entire time. It's, it is like a play in the sense that it opens. Jesus. Jesus. Whoa. John has intruders. Lily. Oh. <laughs> the mobs turned up at John's house. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And I need to get my shears. Uh, the entire time I was just thinking like this, this feels, I, I just don't know if I've ever seen a movie like that. And in the sense that it, it's not like a play. It is a play. Like yeah. it, it is. And, it, and they didn't film it in proscenium style. They made use of this location. The acting was so good across the board and it's not, rip your heart out, drama, yelling, screaming. Everybody is just kind of presenting new information to so each other. So pulled back, yeah, yeah, I'll agree. There are several times where like, you have to be so on board with the style that there are, just like a page turning Agatha Christie, who done it, somebody is going to say, actually, about five times in this movie. There's going to be the yeah. new piece of information. <laughs> no, actually, this happened. And as long as you just have your, your you got to get that smirk ready. Just get ready to go and smile along with it. And you're just going to be, in the hands of some really good actors, a competent filmmaker. I don't know. It's uh, I enjoyed myself. That's two. That's two. And I also say this, and I know you guys will be shocked, but I was. It was refreshing. I can't remember. I'm busy right now. I'm mostly seeing the movies that we see for the pod, and we tend to go for the big popular movies, so we can talk about something that people are seeing. I had a really nice time going to a theater and seeing a, a movie that wasn't in that kind of world. It was nice seeing the 1.5 million dollar grossing movie that you know, needs adults to get into the theater and actually go see it. Kids aren't going to, families aren't going to see this. So I'm glad we chose this one this week. Oh, trust me. Adults were in my theater. Me too. Well, my entire theater stayed for the end credits. It was like probably 40 people. Same. Did your lights yeah, not it, come on? I didn't know if they fucked up or not. I was no, like, is no, there an the after come, the lights, No, the lights don't come up until the credit roll starts. That's just by design. Really a sexy, no, mine, very traditional score yeah. for Mr. Alexander Desplat. Well done, yeah. right in the oh, pocket. Yeah. I was surprised I when I it. saw that. I was like, Alice, Alex, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, he was snubbed at the Oscars this year for the French Dispatch. Not his first time. Yeah. He has two. Dude, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I saw that Mark Rylance was in this. I'm a fan of Mark Rylance from several different performances. Um, sure. Don't look up. Um, Ready Player oh One. God, dude, I hadn't, so I hadn't seen like anything else he'd done really but i i loved him from those two so i was like and i've heard he's a fantastic character actor so i i was like he's doing this it you know it looks like a a really good performance i'm gonna turn up and i'm gonna watch this and i i feel like we should talk about it and there were about 40 people in my screening i think they were mostly over 50s that's and pretty honestly it's a pretty good number yeah 40 this. 40 50 people they were like mostly over 50s and like obviously people who had a movie podcast were there um <laughs> Who had to pay for their own movie, but yeah. <laughs> but I sat there and he started talking at the beginning about making a suit and it's a voiceover and it was showing fabric being cut. And I'm like, this is, this take me back to my college days where I, I studied like fucking costume design. Uh, Cause I, when I first studied <laughs> theater, like my first, like we had to do six months of costume design. 
I didn't and know you. So, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know that. Dude, I was, that I was the only. I was the only student to crash an overlocker. It left the fucking table, man. It was epic. What is but, an overlocker? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what anything anyway. means, but it sounds awesome. Um, yeah, no, mm. I, I did. <laughs> that's for, that's that's for not sharing your delicious past with us, Dave. We lived with you for years. We never knew you designed costumes. Yeah, we never knew you smashed an overlocker. Well, I, I didn't actually do costume design, but I, I did definitely cut up some costumes and stuff. That's why I knew cool, that the uh, the the cutting craft paper with shears joke was so offensive. Um, but apart from that, uh, it I was like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, is this all this movie is like? Is like it's gonna be a lot of talking. A lot of, and then boom, you were pretty in. quick, pretty quick, it just, right? It just grabs you, and then it grabs you, and then it fucking grabs you, and it just does not fucking let you go for the entire yeah. time. And it was, mm. I hands down one of the most interesting things I have seen in nice. recent history. Uh, nice. I would, I, I would like the best review I can give this film was the gasps of delight from me and other people around me as the story twisted and turned towards its conclusion. Like there were yeah. audible gasps in the audience when like, cause this thing does twist a few times and there's yeah. audible gasps in the audience when it happens and you could hear the pleasure in them. It was like, you fucking surprised me. And they surprised me. They surprised them. They surprised everyone. They were, it was beautiful. I can't this wait to get into the amazing. last part of our, our conversation with spoilers so I can clarify which moment you're talking about. Yeah, there are, no, there, there were two like, that were kick-ass. Like <laughs> no, there were, yeah, there were two that were kick-ass, but it was happening almost the whole way through the movie. It was just piece by piece by piece. They revealed it. And it was with such fucking craft that it was done. And I, I feel like Raylance <laughs> was part of that. that and like the director was part of that. It was like, this deserves way more credit than it's getting. I'm just, yeah. As always, dude. Three, As three, always, three for three. Three? Gosh, three, three, three. three. You, gotta you gotta ask yourself, look, maybe they're family friends and we just don't fucking know, but you gotta ask yourself, why would one of the greatest actors around who could probably do a lot of really interesting projects commit to something like this? I think, I think first time turned with, a, on, with a first time director with a first time director. I think you get turned on by something like this. Cause you know, the challenge is Dave, you said it craft. You're in a single location. You have a tight script. It's all up to craft. If we don't yeah. execute this well, we're not going to be saved by spectacle or music. It has nothing to do with that. It is just us telling a story really efficiently in this single location. I mean, Can we do yeah, it? Like Mark Rylance was like, well, Rylance was like 150 out of 10. But everyone else was also best on ground. Like every single person, this is amazing, dude. Let's but, give but, it up since we're since we're talking performances. Johnny fucking Flynn, right? Johnny As Flynn, Francis, yeah. holy shit, guys! Mm. I feel awesome. like you know how a lot of people you feel like nowadays just because we don't talk like this anymore. There was a time when they like back in the 30s and 40s and the Warner Brothers gangster films, like people talked like that. And now we feel like we're kind of doing impressions when we talk like that, which we kind of are. We don't talk with that continental kind of accent yeah. dialect anymore. He fucking had me. I felt like I was watching some of the best moments of Boardwalk Empire. I felt like we were just watching someone in that time period behave. And it was, it was just so refreshing. That's what blew me away the, the most, I think, was that Mark Rylance didn't cast a shadow over everyone. Which you know he wouldn't like yeah. for us to assume that he's a he's a real thespian. I'm sure he built up everyone around him. He's very him, generous. He's a very he's a very generous was performer. Good, dude. You know what blew was, me away the most good. is when I walked out of this. The first thought I had was the negative effect of superhero films is that it can make both filmmakers and audiences forget that these small scale contained films can be very fucking entertaining. 
Dave, yeah. I'm so happy you fucking said that, dude. Because like you're you're the I think this is <laughs> the yeah. No, not that. I mean, we all love those films too. It's just we do forget. Like I literally, like I said it too. Like I just haven't seen a lot of movies like this recently. It was so refreshing to go see something like this. Like, I want the other things too, but this was five, God. This has got to be part five, of the day. I want to say twenty minutes in, I was like, oh, shit, I need to pee, and I didn't. <laughs> Actually, I, that was that happened to me the too. Next hour and a half. That, like, I saw an early yeah. movie. I had a lot of coffee beforehand, and I was like, "Fuck! Why did I drink so much coffee?" Before I need to be. That was and me in the gone. Batman, dude. About halfway it, through yeah, the Batman, oh, I was God, like, oh. "Yeah, that was everyone." Wait, that, was ever, that was ever <laughs> in the <laughs> Batman. I like didn't have a drink. I didn't have water with lunch when I saw dude, the Batman. I, I was like, legs <laughs> crossed, had a knot tied in the fucking hole, fella. It was uh, like, yeah, it was Jesus. Um, the last thing I'll say about Mark Rath before we send people away is I saw him in Twelfth Night, and part part of the reason he really is the best is not because he does the the Dan Day Lewis he's in every frame you know that kind of thing it's because he's so generous <laughs> that mm-hmm. it's like everybody else is better be, by being around him and you know I that I love those performers it's it's his his pure generosity makes him better it's almost mm-hmm. like he's trying so hard to not stand out that you can't help but notice how amazing he is well, not standing out like it's also, it's, yeah it's also the thing like like that's the thing with like when i was learning comedy um the thing that the guy who was directing the show taught me was you don't have to be the funniest person on stage Sometimes you have to take a step back for someone yeah. else to be the funniest person Big on stage. And you're improv. the part of the joke. And Big he is improv. he is the person who is quite capable of being there while someone else has their moment and contributing yeah. to that moment. And then he takes his moment. He and when he takes cares. his moment, it's, yeah. He clearly he cares way more about, about the story. He cares about, yeah, everything. He, he cares about the entire product. Which yeah, is this is so exciting to, his, to yeah. His we're sitting here on Mark for just a moment. I'll get out of the weeds after I say this, but this uh, that's why I was so excited that his his debut uh, to the for, to most of the world who didn't know him from theater was Bridge of Spies with another very generous actor, Mr. Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks, another national yeah. treasure. It was so cool who? watching these yeah. Tom. Hanks. Yeah, it was so cool watching. Yeah, who who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know that they come from the same place of like, how do we make this as good as fucking possible? Not for us, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just for the audience, like for for everyone around us. So I mean, just to see the choices that Mark Rylance, who probably it's, has gotten a lot of offers since coming to film, the, the, just to see the choices he's making, we would probably. Maybe not probably, but there's a good chance we would not have seen this movie or it would never have gotten made without what we're talking about. Because Mark Rylance is why yeah. this movie got made, for sure. Well, also, also it's it's like you get once once in a while you get these performers and like you just quoted two of them, both sided two of them, but it, it, they're not just actors, they're storytellers. Yeah. So they contribute to the story that's being told with like their own story that they bring to the product. And that that's what elevates someone into it's, the fucking the, uh, greats. Jeff, man. tell me if I'm wrong. I think you'll remember exactly what he said, but in his, in his bridge of spies Academy award acceptance speech for supporting actor, just to clarify folks, he won a best Academy award for supporting actor. The first film he ever made. No, he already had a huge career behind him in his acceptance. Speech, the first like feature film. Cause he made some other like really teeny tiny things. Okay. Okay. I didn't realize that he, he basically was like, he just he acknowledged in a movie how then it does matter. He he was acknowledging how how wonderful it felt being a part of this giant family of 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 craftsmen and women that Steven Masters Spielberg, of every craft. Yeah, Masters hires of every craft. and brings around. He was like mm. thousands of people that work on all these movies and Steven has this this whole workforce and just to be in it, just to witness it was just so inspirational. Like that's that's who he fucking is. He just wanted to be there and help make it good, just like everybody else that was trying to do that. So thank you, Mark, for lending your time and talent to this 
this humble yeah, project. This, this, oh this my doesn't, God. This everyone doesn't who open... hears this, get get hold of this film straight away because it's it cool, is yeah. something to see. And Guys, big screen, small screen. I don't think this matters in this case. Like, although it was great to sit there looking up because it was like this didn't get a Dolby Cinema screening. This didn't no, get an IMAX screening. Not. I was yeah. sitting in one of the little like AMC theaters looking up at the screen yeah. traditionally, and I feel like that's what this was kind of designed for. But or go out. I feel like a... it would have the same effect. Go out and support your local theater if you don't want to go to the yeah. big ones. Guys, this might the, be my favorite poster yeah. of the year, too. Have you guys checked out the poster? I fucking love it. Scroll down it's and look at the graphics, images. It's on graphics, dude. It's on the it's start of this so episode. Good, Rewind, dude, everyone. Clean. <laughs> I love it. It's so it's so simple, but it's the so one with effective. The she- with the shears and then the yeah, gun going the each way and the mark in the bottom. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Really cool. Um, yeah, there's more to say. He's a tailor. He's not like he's not sitting there just like act. He's not reading Shakespeare. He's, he's, he's just a cutter. Okay. Thank you. Good. Good. Buzz me, Buzz me. Yeah, that guy. Damn it, you made me. <laughs> He's a craftsman, people. That, that, that the character is a craftsman. It's not just Mark Ryland showcasing acting skills. <sighs> anyway, okay. But even this is... even then, you get to like the cinematographer Dick Pope, um, who has 90, 94 cinematographer credits. Yeah. So Fucking you know animal. you're in good hands here. Like everything was so shot great. on dolly. So the 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 camera. Like the camera movement was motivated by the action, mm-hmm. so it yeah. was all smooth, and like almost enhanced the dr- like. Sometimes it was like really fluid, and helped with like accentuate the like the ominous tone they were going for. Sometimes, um, you know, the other really interesting thing so was cool. I found out today this this was shot in sequential order. Oh uh, nice. yeah, I was just about to say I none of us know. I, we tried to look up some. Some trivia about this film, but I have very little doubt in my mind that they they table read the hell out of this. Yeah, they rehearsed yeah. the hell out of it. Dick Pope was a part of the rehearsals. They so had he was taped shot like floor. a play. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they knew exactly what they were going to do. Only after weeks and weeks of building it together, and it feels like that. It doesn't mm. feel like you're. I fucking love West Side Story, and there was a lot of rehearsal that went into that. But some of those things are just so large. That, you know, you have to do a lot of pre-planning and you have to imagine when we're actually there on the day, let's do as much planning as we can because we can't go rehearse in the middle of that street or in the middle of that lot in New York City. Yeah. This I is mean, not the, that case. Thing it is, felt like the, it felt yeah. alive. It felt like they it felt like they perfected it. You know and what I mean? Was, <laughs> yeah. To stage yeah. something of this level in two rooms. It's fucking two rooms. <laughs> two rooms. Two, two and a two half. And a half. And yeah. We haven't said it, you guys, but like, how bad did you want to wear a nice suit after you walked out of there? I was like, I got to get a suit. I, I, I sat there and I was like, I considered it going and buying new clothes. <laughs> I, was I was like, like I, I'm I, wearing I, t-shirts all, all the time. Clothes. I got to dress Actually, up. Actually, you know what I thought? When he was making the custom suit. I'm not even he had kidding. Like, that really happened. I believe when it. He, you know what I thought? I thought, <laughs> man, The Rock has it so good. Because I, I heard that all of his suits are custom made. I was like, man, I wish I was The Rock to get these custom made suits all the time. Because you know, he would he would find this cutter and he would go, I want three suits from you. Just do make them whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. You're so good. That's I was like, man, it would be so good to have that kind of money and influence dude, to just like have it. <laughs> those Englishmen too. They still wear them nice, dude. Mark comes from that town, dude. There's this there's this great episode of Joe Rogan. Sorry, I said it. There was a great episode with him and Guy Ritchie. Oh. And Guy Ritchie spends like 20 minutes convincing Joe that he's got to get a good suit. And like, I mean, everything. I, the culture's right, I mean, dude. You see a movie like this and up. you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, they know how to fucking do it. Anyway, let's let's. Let's do it, you guys. Let's get into spoilers. Not that we're going we'll to really spoilers. ruin anything, but yeah. there's some uh, stuff that was no, really fun to talk you about. Will. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you come in blind to this, you're going to be like, what am I watching for about the first 10, 15 minutes? And after that, it's gotcha. It is totally fucking gotcha, and you're in. 
So like feel dude if you don't like if you want to experience this movie as best you can, by all means go and see it right now. See yeah. it. Like, Zoe Deutsch, Dylan yeah. O'Brien, Simon Russell Beale, Shakespearean actors. Incredible. Um Nikki Amaka Bird. Yeah, it's great stuff. Anyway. Go see it, people. We're going to go ahead and start spoiling this movie. So if you're mowing the lawn, <laughs> Dad, just pause it for one second. You've got to turn the mower well, off. Yeah, pull, no, pause the thing. Keep mowing the lawn. because <laughs> no, You can just stop the mower for a second to push pause. <laughs> so, spoiler territory. We'll spoil it slow. We're not going to do what John did during Bond's <laughs> No Time to Die. We're going to spoil it slow. Can we talk about it? Yeah. Let's spoil right. Bond again for them. No, let's yeah, let's slowly Bond get died. into this one. <laughs> All right, because it because it is a because if you're whatever reason you're still listening, it's a whodunit. There's a whodunit. You want to know? It's an absolutely whodunit, and it there's builds. mob. There's probably a rat. I'm assuming we're, is, we're gonna meet the rat at some point in this yeah, movie, so revealed, you don't want to be like, spoiled. It's slowly re- revealed piece by piece, which is great. This is the style of story I've not seen for years. All right, guys, okay, I'm gonna say it because Jeff, did you want to preface something? No, I'm just going to keep saying spoiler, 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 because I was spoiler, about spoiler, to spoiler. say, like, I thought the rat was blank, and I don't want to do that quite yet, but we have, we no, have to get this. That. We should we probably do, do that because yeah. I'll start this, and then you can clarify, because I'm sure we're going in the same place. This movie is very much like Alfred Hitchcock's Rope in a Absolutely. lot of ways. Absolutely it, like, like Rope. I, I couldn't stop thinking about Rope. The and only I'm thing so missing was the Dick giant wanna. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad they chose not to try to to just literally echo it because so much of it is based on a very similar premise and style. Absolutely. And uh and it didn't bother me at all. It was so it was refreshing. It, it is it is a it's it is a who done it, but it is also a a very intentional suspense film. Well, there yeah. is so Jeff, it's a who done it, but it's also yeah. a he done it, but who done so Jeff, it. Jeff, say what you're about to say because I think you're I think you were going in that direction that will give away the I, first big chunk. I, I assumed pretty early on that that Mark Rylance knew it was. It, I, I assumed that it was either him or or, or Zoe Deutsch's character Mabel. I, I I just assumed that it was one of those two. But as soon as the two, as soon as Johnny Flynn and Dylan O'Brien, and of course you, in hindsight, I don't even know how much Mark set that in motion. Which again, it's just the fucking details, the details yeah. of this fucking guy. <laughs> but as soon as the two of them started fighting, I kind of was like, you know, what? I don't give a fuck. It, we'll find out if, at some yeah. point. Let me just forget about Mark and Zoe Dutch. I got to figure out what's going on with these two people because I kind of want one of those two to be the rats, yeah, even though they're like, probably not. Wait a minute. And just all like them sudden, going at each guys, other. Yeah. And I was like, well, they could be suspicious of each other. So it's I'm like sitting, it throws your perspective right off. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, the odds of one of those two being the rat is probably low. But at the same time. I was just so captivated by the story that I let myself just like imagine that they were the rats while that tension was happening. And knowing everyone, that it was going to come Everyone back, except the boss was a fucking suspect. Exactly. John, what were you going to say back to what your thing was? I was just going to admit that at some point, the most, the reason we were comparing it to rope and is because fairly early on the, the first like really intense inciting incident is there's a death and yeah. somebody is the death is covered up and the body is hidden in the location oh, that they film it's in. So good. Yeah, it's in so trunk. good. In, in, in a trunk. In a trunk. Just like rope. Yeah. You know, just they like kinda, rope. Yeah. They kind of dance around it. Wait. It creates a lot of suspense, but it also it's a good example of how, unlike rope, where the gimmick of rope, and I don't I'm not trying to gimmick with a capital G, he does a really great job of it, but this doesn't become a gimmick because it doesn't stay focused on will they figure out there's a dead body in there. It it turns into much more of the mystery of 
the mystery of I, what happened the, to the person, I but think... also everybody trying to figure out who is actually the rat, which they don't think the rat killed somebody. It's a two yeah. different problems. It's like, that's why yeah, it was it's fun. like you've got a rat and when will I find out who killed this guy? <laughs> and the, the total misdirect of the dripping blood, yeah. which, which is an t- absolute misdirect that doesn't result in anything. Yeah, also, but it's okay. Can we give every it time up, Mark? Guys? Every time Mark just like slowly, he's always he's very slouchy in this because he's you know pretending like he doesn't know anything. Every time he just like slowly looks over at the fucking truck, his eyes, I, dude. It was so fucking good. snake. I know he's so good, dude. Uh, we'll get. Uh, we're we're there gonna were say one or two times where I, there were one or two times where I I did think, given what we re- reviewed recently, was why wasn't he Alfred? Because yeah. he probably said no. He probably yeah, was probably like no. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing, I'm doing it just this. to be in. I'm doing I'm this thing. He's like, I'm not just trying to be in the club, people. Yeah. Let's give it up for the filmmaking. It was so simple. It was such a cool choice. The way Johnny Flynn just steps, sidesteps the gunshot and just fires two off, like real, real. It was so. It was, it was yeah, so yeah. powerful. It just looked yeah. so so it seamless. Was, it was such a yeah. simple choice, very easy to film, but it but it fucking worked. It, this moment no of suspense with this gunshot. And then the no mention of disbelief here, like it was. Yeah, Everything and then the mirroring at the end, though the mirroring at the yeah. end, it's like yeah. sort of the reverse of that. It's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, when they bring back, so at some point, you think it's going to be basically about maybe a hostage situation. After the death happens, you feel like the person they're with, the killer. I don't think we we don't need to give away that totally, but the killer is still in the room, and they're trying to figure out how is this going to go down. And what I loved about this script was that unlike. Unlike some plays in theater that kind of feel like once you're trapped in the room with a killer, you can't leave. They kept taking people in and out of the rooms, which yeah. is really refreshing. Like, yeah. I kept thinking, like, like, how are they going to solve that problem as writers? I was the same. It was like, how the fuck are they getting out of this one? It's like, because yeah. we've, just, we've just got out of it. And okay, cool. We got out of that situation, and someone else fucking rocks up, and you like the situation. The whole situation pivots on a dime, and you're like, "How the fuck are they getting out of this now?" Yeah. And it just keeps escalating and escalating, and the lies get bigger and bigger, and it, you're just waiting for the house of cards to fall down. What did you think of? Because I don't think I've seen him work very much. the The man who played the boss, Simon Russell Beale. Simon Russell Beale. He's been around forever. He's a Shakespearean actor from from England. Like he's a I love that guy. Royal Shakespeare Company and stuff. Yeah, not shocked. He bought both. He bought both ominous and heartfelt. Yeah, Yeah, I like that they cast us a shorter man. He's not a small man. Oh my god! But I I thought it was interesting that he wasn't like this. You know, some. You know, it wasn't Tony Soprano walking in with tons of fear. You know, like that guy could eat eat this place and fucking break everyone in half. Yeah, this was a guy who loved that that guy. And I, it, maybe it's cliche, but I do like that they gave us some backstory and he, I thought he carried the behavior off well too, that this is a very cultured man who values intelligence and the finer things. And that's why his relationship with the tailor, Mark Rylance, was so strong, was that it wasn't just he was going around the neighborhood getting people to do favors, Godfather style. I think he actually was invested in the finest tailor in Chicago. He wanted to be a part of building up that person. So it gave him this refinement which uh, whenever you pull this off in mob movies with Godfathers, it always works to me. When the refinement turns very casually, when they just very casually say, get her to talk, and they take Zoe Dutch in the back and they're about to fucking torture her, basically, to get her to start saying something. And he just very comfortably and casually says that. You don't want to be here, just stay in the other room. You're just reminded, Mm. like, ew. I don't know. There was just this wonderful little gross aspect. You made made me like this guy, and then he does this. 
and I'm he's so conflicted him. in your feelings. Yeah. yeah he didn't like, put felt, on yeah. the mom persona. He just accepted the levels, fact that yeah. he's like a bigger guy. He's got a presence. Like he just doesn't have to push or anything like that. I forgot he was Falstaff in the, the hollow crown TV series. From Did you ever watch that kind of like nerdy Shakespeare thing? It's like all of the Henry stuff. So it's two Henry fours, Henry five. And he plays Falstaff. Wow. Really. It's uh, Ben with shows in it. It's like, a, it's a really good cast. Anyway. Um, he's yeah. like, yeah, he's like a big Shakespeare actor, but he, again, understated compared to what he could have done in this. He could have been this brooding, you know, boss, but like, he, yeah, yeah. what he did was amazing. He did it with this point of view. Like, that's the thing. I can't, I can't floor a single performance in this. All right. So do you want to go, <laughs> you want to carry so it all the way great. to the end? Zoe Deutsch was really great. Yeah. I was surprised. And so, then, oh my God. Wait, let's go to the end really quick. How good was just the moment where, where Mark Ryland says, because you're the rat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could do that line reading in your bedroom 5,000 times, and you're not going to do it as well as Mark <laughs> Rylance does it there. He goes, he goes, he goes well, you, you can't kill her. Why not? Because she's the rat. Or, you, or you, whatever it was. It's like, what? And the way he says it is brilliant. It's, it's like, yeah. what a choice. I don't know if you guys all the way through. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? Well, I thought it was Mark, but I didn't realize that he was he was covering for the rat, which is I love those kind of layers. Dave, what was the moment? The the uh, the thing I said I want to come back to your your favorite? No, not the visual effects. Oh, uh, no, there were a couple of gasps. Um, There were a couple where, like, when she's when he said she's the rat, there were audible gasps. Um, When it's all come to an end. And he set fire to the place and the guy fucking stands up behind him. That, and you realize yeah. it's not over. Like half the theater went, <gasps> it was amazing. I've never seen a reaction like it. That should have been silly, but that was cool. I don't know if you guys saw the movie. Because he was shot a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking of the job. I meant to mention that earlier with uh, Gandolfini yeah. and um, Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy. And, uh, and, and so the whole it, time. And then I it was, just, again, it turned on a dime again because you got this insight into <laughs> what he'd been holding back this whole time. Yeah, I was kind of that anticipating cool. that, like, Mark Rylance has probably got I mean, more by than the, just by this that, up his Yeah, sleeve. by that point, you kind of knew, okay, like, this guy's not I what think he's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite <laughs> moment in so far, I know this isn't, like, technically part of the last year's films, but... One of my favorite moments I've had in the theater recently is when Mark Rylance rolls up his sleeves at the end of this film. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he was like, I've got a, they said I had a gift or there was like, I said, I, yeah. I, I mean, I had a real he's gift dressed for, uh, immaculately the whole way through this. And then all of a sudden he rolls up his sleeves and you see those tattoos and you're like, Oh, well, that guy's fucked. Yeah. So just like yeah. the drop, I had a feeling this whole thing would maybe building to the fact that this guy is actually capable of killing everyone in the room. Mm. He's just choosing not to. And that was fun, though. It was earned. Again, it's all stylized. It's it's a little yeah. campy in the in the sense that they know you know what kind of this, story this was, we're telling. It was but very it's still snappy. Fun. It was very it was very well re- revealed in pieces. It kept you hanging on for the next piece of the story. And I feel like that's some masterful direction right there. Yeah, yeah. And I loved the uh, the French, the uh, La Fontaine's. Was that the oh yeah the gang? I thought it was a real fun. I hate to say it, you know. A little surprised that a, a woman walks in as the head of this gang, and her and her crew have been running numbers there in that area of Chicago for for her whole life. And I don't know. I thought that was fun—a fun way to that sneak was, in that something was that was maybe yeah. surprising with casting. Yeah. Um, two women in the room when the, the real showdown goes down. Still, tons of power being passed around. I don't. Yeah, I thought it was all. It was all kind of refreshing in the sense that we we've seen and heard many stories like this before, but. I don't know. In the past, maybe 
quarter century or so, we've gotten to see it uh, subverted this way. Uh, They knew what they were doing. They wanted you to know that they knew what they were doing and it worked. And I feel like that's what I was communicating earlier. Like, this is something special. This is definitely something special. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Guys. Guys, we did it. We did it. We did it. Minimal buzzes. Let's raise a film fans. Let's turn that $1.5 million into $1.5 and some change so that they can yeah, make yeah. like Based, based on our viewership, let's turn it to like $1.505. Yeah. <laughs> let's get in there and let's see a few movies. Let's mention as many keywords as we can to get this out as much as possible because like everyone so would enjoy this film. There is no I, one that I could think of that would enjoy one. this film. How how great is the reason that the voice, that you find out more about the voiceover? The voiceover, the oh like, my God. It's so good. I so love good. that. Yeah. That was she, one and, of my favorite parts. He gives. Did you? Did, what do you think? Do you were like he's gonna give her all the money? He's gonna give her all of it, right? He's not even gonna take like a little. He's not even gonna take a, a, a wad. It's, he's gonna give her all of it. He, he gave her. He just needs his shoes, bro. <laughs> and just like all good like craft movies, like it really made me like kind of fall in love with craft. Like I was, I was a real sucker. Yeah. Every time he yeah. was doing anything with with his craft, I was like, oh god, I love that people care about things so much. It just it just pulled me right yeah. in there and. Really, really lovely. Anyway, good times. Oh, and then there's the blood Great on the coat. I, everybody in my theater went, oh, when they saw the blood on the coat and they yeah. knew that he had to like, do it over again. <laughs> That's oh my the thing. God. You get these actual yeah. vocal, visceral reactions out of an audience. That doesn't happen we're just, often. We're just so used to seeing Unless movies where, film where you've these got, kinds like, of three things fucking we shit on. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Mm. Yeah. Spider-Man. All right. All right, people. We could talk about this forever, but go see it. But you've already seen it. Thanks for sticking with us after. <laughs> I hope you've seen it. Thanks Otherwise, for coming back. Thanks for coming back and listening to the rest of this episode after you've seen this movie. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, people. Well, this is that time of the episode where we wind it down. We're telling you what we've been watching with a quick round of what you've been watching. Dave. Oh, I finally saw Scream 2022. Ah, oh, oh, shit. Nice. I heard it's fun. The yeah, new Scream. I, I, I have some friends who are in the horror industry who just hated it. I had so much fun with this. No, I, I've heard one or two. I've had one or two people in my friend circle go, "This was a piece of shit." But it's that's like, for your friends. That's for them. Yeah. Should we put it on our <laughs> list? Um, Let's do it, dude. Sure. It. I would definitely give this a look. It is so much fun. It calls back to the original so much. It's Good. very meta. It takes the guys, piss out of itself, guys, like the original. We didn't even consider Scream for the franchise face-off, and. Sounds like we made a huge mistake. <laughs> You're we right. Have like five now. I mean, there's always a horror franchise face-off we can do. Jesus oh Christ. They've got a million That's, of them. Is that so all you watched, dude? Is that all you saw? No, I also, on uh, HBO Max, I checked out the first episode of DMZ. Um, it's a new series they just brought out. About the uh, demilitarization zone? Um, no, America, America has had another civil war, and Manhattan is the DMZ. Oh. Shit. Fuck. And it's a woman who lost her son when they were trying to escape, and she's gone back in trying to find him. And she's a medic, and it 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 it, it it's kind of it, some of the shots put me off at first, but the end twist got me. I'm in. Is the DMZ the then the like the? Got you? Is it like no, the, the pilot got me? Yeah. Is I the mean, DMZ like the Hudson River? The uh, pretty much yeah. Now who, who the border keeps at, who apparently the border, New Jersey the, poor the border country? keeps changing apparently. <laughs> New Jersey's the promised land in this in this in this fucking. Oh my Jesus. god! We have we have tomatoes. They hit rock bottom. <laughs> we have tomatoes and oil refineries and swamps. They're all yours. Nice, dude. I uh, I'm late to the party, but I know season two is out now. I finally caught up and watched Ted Lasso and very enjoyable. Oh, really nice, nice. God, I want to watch that so bad. 
And uh, I watched a little movie called Coda, which I think you guys really, really loved from the podcast. I've heard I, think, oh I don't think I've ever heard you guys talk that positively that. about What's your anything. Yeah. That in a while. Anything. How, do you, how, do you, how do you come down on it? What do you think? Tonight? <laughs> no, I thought it was wonderful. I just, I was, I was, I was very, nice. I wasn't surprised, but I was, you guys loved that movie. I mean, the, the, the joy was there. I could hear it in yeah. your voices. Now you also watched it together and it sounds like you got really toasty and Maybe cried. Well, Jeff Maybe did. cried yeah. next to each other on the couch, which is really I almost touching. threw up that night thanks there to the viewers that day. Weeping. Maybe, but yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really good. Everybody should watch that. Apple TV Plus. How about you, Jeff? I, I've seen a lot because I didn't see you last week. I was in Indiana on the night you were recording. Right. Um, I, I've seen a lot. I, I love winning time right now. And I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a sp- uh, dude. Thank you. I've watched, I'm caught up too. love it. Dude. I'm enjoying it. I watched the third episode last night and I, it's never what I'm expected. And I'm going to say this cause I know that Will Ferrell really wanted to be Jerry Buss, who's being played by John C. Riley. It was originally supposed to be Willem Dafoe and he had to back out for whatever reason. So Adam McKay cast John C. Riley, and apparently it pissed <laughs> Will Ferrell off and whatever, but John C. Riley is so good. Yeah, <laughs> so he's perfect good. for that. What's this called? It's called Winning, Winning Time. Time, and it's, it's about actually kind a, of a joke. It's because HBO didn't want to call it Showtime. That's oh, the name God. of the, the but book. But it's about the, the LA Lakers done. dynasty in the eighties, and like oh, they yeah, called yeah, them, yeah, it's yeah. called Showtime. It's called the Showtime Dynasty, but the they Showtime literally Lakers. just decided not to call well, it that. So it's called <laughs> Winning Time, which is kind of strange. But get on board. Yeah, it's based on a book. Um, I watched all of The Last Kingdom. I downloaded them on my iPad and watched them. The first season. I don't know if I'll go to any of the other seasons, but that was really fun. It's like Vikings and Game of Thronesy, that kind of world. Mm. Um, I watched. Uh, I'm, I'm watching Pam and Tommy now, and I really like that too. A lot of every episode's a different journey and adventure, but I think it's cool. It's so '90s. I love how fucking '90s the show is. I don't know if anybody's watching it, but everybody's like, he talks to his dick. I was like, yeah, that's one scene, but I love how he's and, the drummer, and, for, and he's, the drummer for Mot- he's the drummer for he's the drummer for Motley Crue, and they're and, just playing like um, they're playing like love. Love me, love me, say that you love me, feed me. Love, whatever that song is called. Love like they're full. playing like Love Fool. They're playing like the weird 90s songs. Like Third Eye Blind is in this episode I just watched and stuff. I love that. And then um, I watched Death on the Nile. <laughs> I call oh me actually wanted to go to the movies. Another and, we, and we watched The Wizard of Oz and, and, uh, and Robin Hood. <laughs> Which Robin so Hood? So I watched a lot. The, the Disney one. We watched the Disney one. Okay, there you go, yeah. Yeah, as in the original animated. Yeah. So my recommendations nice. of the week, though, will little story be, for um, you. Pam and Tommy, and I liked Death of the Nile. I did, but Pam and Tommy and and Winning Time for sure. Nah, fuck it. I'm putting them all in. Okay. <laughs> I got Robin Hood on video cassette because I was too scared to do the fire safety training. Jeff, do you remember this in the '90s where you had to go inside this little trailer, like it would drive around towns and like learn how to like crawl out of like bedrooms and stuff. It was like a fire safety nope, cart because and I was fucking terrified. And I got that. I was like, if I nope, do this, my fire safety was not run by somebody who hey, was in the boy Scouts so and went to prison. At least, at least you didn't have the duck and cover trailer. <laughs> the duck. <laughs> wow. Dave, that's before you do <laughs> duck and um, fucking cover. So anyway, you had the, you had this tape cause you watched it while this guy watched you crawling around his van. That was my reward. That was my reward for doing that thing. I was really scared of. I was terrified. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, a really good movie. Weird jokes, I kind of but... had the. Hot, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of had the hots for the Fox Made Marion. I was attracted of to course, the Fox. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, no doubt. I was attracted hey, to that Fox. All right. Dave's got to go to bed, people. We got to wrap this up. We're gushing. John. <laughs> go see the outfit if you haven't already seen it. And we spoiled it for you. Absolutely. Um, go see it. That's it. 
See you, see you next week, film fans. Have fun at the Oscars this weekend. Mm.